Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Oh, that's good. Oh man, that's good. That's the sound of what? That's the sound of chewing what? I am chewing a home cooked meal. Oh yeah. It's several courses, and it's made by the loving hands of my beautiful wife. Oh, okay. And it tastes you're back. like fucking heaven. Because you're back. So I'm home. Home, that's a wrap. That's a W-R-A-P. We finished shooting Super Troopers 2. We're done. Oh, my God. We've done it. We've put it in the can. We were away for six weeks, and now we're home. We're you both know, home. You know what's hilarious is how, that we were like a week away from shooting, and we like still couldn't officially announce that we were shooting. I know. Or who was in the cast. Or who was in the cast. Guess what, everybody? Rob Lowe's in our movie. Yeah. Now we can talk about all that shit. Now we can talk about all of it. Um, yeah, I was having a pizza. I was, I was, I was, I was chewing on some pizza. Have you had uh, pizza since you've gotten I back? have, and I'm gonna, um, tomorrow night, I think I'm going to have some pizza mm. with the family. Thank goodness. I haven't had any pizza in a while. Thank goodness. And I guess I have. I've had wrap. I've had set pizza. Sure. You know, when they bring the pizzas in because you're shooting so long. Do you think you gained weight or lost weight on this shoot? Uh, <clears throat> I think I gained weight, but... And this is one of those things, I should save this for things I hate, but I, I ran into my neighbor, and my neighbor was like, wow, you look so thin. Mm. You, know, she, you know, I hadn't been around six you weeks. You hate that you know? kind of shit. Well, here's what I don't know. I, like, do people say that to you just, is that like one of those things like, oh, you look great, or your hair looks good, or I like that shirt. Yeah. Is it, just a, is it a, a nice thing to say, or do they really mean that? Like, do you, does it really look like I'm thinner than I was? Because... I spend my life, people say that shit to me. Every time I see someone, they're like, you look great. Have you lost weight? And is that just a nice thing to say to fat people? Or is that, do people <laughs> really think that that's the case? I think that it is the case. Yeah. Because I was feeling that way about you when, oh. um, even in the last week of shooting, I was like, yeah. God, he looks fucking thin to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Although, today I feel differently about it. I look fat today. Well, it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> it's just that your mustache is gone. I know. We got to talk about that because it changes the whole look. The it? whole thing. Like, you look it's like really a fucking weird. A dog or a cat to me. Oh, I do? Well, don't I? It's like... Yeah. My kids were like... My kids, when I shaved it, they, they freaked out a little bit. Yeah, it's like and the they hated lip. it. Now they, were, now they were like, you know, where is it? Yeah, no. The upper lip looks so fucking gross, and it changes the it face. Like, and I think it makes the face look fatter. Because there's like all this extra like lip, sure skin. There's a lot of skin. Left yeah, on. there's like a guru, like a cat. Uh. Like, you should have whiskers growing out of each side of your upper lip. Sure, drives me crazy. Sure, I feel that way about myself. Yeah, but I mean, I I I, I feel like I don't know. Well, well, I'm a, I I weighed myself, and I'm, I'm I'm about the same I was before I left. But who knows? Okay, but I'm I you know we we need to talk about this too. But we need to not go back to our old ways. We need to stay. Healthy. No, I've I've exercised. With the exception of today, yeah, because I had to get, um, we were recording this podcast, but right. also because my, my car had died while I was gone. Oh, mine too. I had AAA come out to the house and jump and, you know, give me a jump. Right. I'll give you a jump. And right. then I drove around a little bit. Sure. You, you know, it's not enough to just leave the, the car the running, but like, right. this morning I didn't exercise, but I've actually exercised every day since I've been back. Oh, good. Okay. Because that was what I said I was I have do. been too, but I've been sick. But let's, wait, before we get into all this, let's, um, let's self-promote a little bit. Let's do some business here. Okay. Because, um... You know, we we we've been shooting for six weeks. We had to cancel some shows, mm-hmm. but now we're back in the swing of things, and now we're going to go back on the road. Yeah. Now that this movie is in the can, we're going to go on the road. Yeah. And do some dates uh, and have some fun. Uh, and we have a whole list of them. We have we have a whole list of dates coming up for the rest of the year. Should I just zip through them? Yeah, because our first one, since you know our our movie is uh, is about uh, you know some has some Canadian Mounties in it. Yeah. As everybody knows, we thought. This is total bullshit, but okay. we thought that we'd make our start. first show. Oh, yeah, it's bullshit. The <laughs> show is scheduled like eight Up months in ago. in Canada. I know we scheduled a long time ago. Our um, f- go. First show is in Calgary. Calgary, Alberta at the Laugh Shop on October 20th, 21st, and 22nd. That's coming up. That's like two weeks from now. At the Blackfoot Inn. Yeah. Uh, at Calgary, uh, 20, uh, October 20th, 21, 22. Uh, boy, oh, we, we, had a, we had one of Calgary's favorite comedy sons in our movie, but again, I can't say what his name was. Yeah, we yeah. got a cameo from a favorite son of Calgary. We did, but uh, we can't we can't say who it was. Oh man, oh, it's God true. It. It's true. We do have folks. 
You know, as much as Kevin and I have said, we don't have any more secrets. We actually still have. There's a lot of secrets. We have a few secrets, and they they want they want secrets. They don't want us to give everything away. We won't give everything away. But I'm just telling you, Calgary. There are other people in the movie that we have not told. Have you about. talked about? Nor, yeah. And it's not because our hands are tied. It's just we don't want to tell. Yeah, you there's about a lot them. of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Um, okay, so Calgary, October 20, 21, 22. Then we're going to Portland, Oregon, November third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah. At the Helium Comedy Club. Love. Never been there. Okay, so by the way, the... I mean, um, I've been to Portland, but I've never been to the Helium Comedy Club. And we, well, we've been to the Helium in Buffalo and St. Louis. Love right. the Buffaloes. Right. I mean, love the, love the Heliums. Right. Um, so this will be fun. Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. I'm excited for that. I, I, so, you know, like, I'm People really excited for, for Calgary. Like, that's the, 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 the Blackfoot Inn uh, Comedy Club there. The, it's fun. Uh, Real fun place. It's the third time we've been there. Okay, let me keep going. Portland, Oregon, and then after Port- the next weekend, we'll be in Madison, Wisconsin at another one of our favorite clubs. Oh, my God. Comedy Club on State on November 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's November 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yeah. Madison, Wisconsin. Comedy Club on State. Love that place. I'll tell you what, that November 12th, uh, that's going to be a doozy because that's my birthday weekend. Oh, geez. And you oh, know how geez. I get on my birthday. I know. You get like, I get like a rap party. So. I like to eat cheese. Um, well, hold on a second. What? We talked about this last time, the round parties. Three, okay, so then a couple weeks later, going back to another one of our favorite places. Yeah. Arlington, Virginia. Mm. The Draft House. I can't wait. We'll be there December 2nd and 3rd. That's a Friday and a Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, and then the next weekend. How many shows are we doing there? We're doing uh, four. four shows, yeah. Two Friday, two Saturday. And then uh, the next weekend, we'll be in Philadelphia. Yeah. The City of Brotherly Love, uh, December 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Helium Comedy Club. Another yeah. we've never been to. Yeah, but these, uh, you know, the, uh, these, the Helium Clubs are legendary. They are. They're great clubs. They're great clubs. And uh, so those are the next five uh, things. We have Calgary, Portland, Oregon, Madison, Wisconsin, Arlington, Virginia, and Philadelphia, PA. Those are the five. Those are great. There's a bunch of great dates. Right Closing now. out at the year. And then um, it's probably not It's not on any official site, but then in January, we're going to be in Vermont. That's right. Yeah. Some people were asking us about that. And, yeah. Uh, we're why going do you come to Vermont? We'll the Stratton Vermont. Mountain Ski Resort. Yeah. We'll be there in January. Oh, we're January 17, 2017. But we'll, we'll put all that stuff up. Yeah. But I've put all this info up uh, on heffordandlemmy.com mm. with the links for tickets. Uh, I've put it up on the Broken Lizard Facebook mm-hmm. page. Uh, Calgary, Portland, Madison, Arlington, Philadelphia All next three months You gotta come see it come, Yeah Come see us Now One thing I want to address Okay, Kev Undress? Uh, <laughs> I wanted to undress Was oh. that A lot of people were upset Because uh, uh, Over the course of the shooting Of the movie We had to cancel some dates yeah. We canceled our Boston dates Our Foxwood dates And we had some dates in Phoenix Actually That we had to, that were supposed to be this weekend That's right Which we had to uh, Well, last weekend, I think Last weekend? Yeah And so uh, I think we had to Uh we had to cancel for the movie, and I, I think people were upset uh, because they were excited, and uh, we got to get back there. We'll, we will figure something out for those dates for by 2017. It takes a while to kind of reschedule them, but we'll, we're we'll, try, to, we'll try to revisit those places we're in 2017. Coming. We're coming. Closer to when the movie's coming out. Bada yeah. bing, bada boom. But let me just say this. It wasn't, I mean, uh, uh, there were a lot of questions about why we canceled. We couldn't really talk about it before because of the cast situation. But, like, for example, right? Um, we were scheduled to do Foxwoods in Boston uh, the first weekend of September. Yeah. And we had scheduled for a long time, and we thought we could do it because we didn't shoot on the weekends, right? And then what happened was uh, we cast Rob Lowe, the great Rob Lowe, to play the part. He had finished the show Grinder. He was free. He came on to, to do a big part in the movie, and we were excited. And then what happened is he got a new TV show called Code Black. He got put on, which I think just aired this past week. Yeah. Anyway, he started shooting a new TV show, and we thought we were fucked. We thought we lost him. And he said, you know what, guys, uh, out of the goodness of his heart, he said, I'll shoot my regular TV show during the week, and then I'll fly out to Boston on the weekends, and I'll shoot your movie. And that way I can still be part of your movie. Which is great, because I'm not, you know, he's friends with Jay. I don't really know him. Yeah. But it's such a nice thing to keep his commitment, right? Yeah. So what happened was when he made that, we had to switch the schedule. We had to shoot on the weekends, and we had to we had to take days off during the week. Yeah, and that's what kind of blew out those shows that we thought we'd be able to do. And then, unfortunately, at the last minute, because of the scheduling, because of Rob Lowe being in the movie, unfortunately, we had to cancel those shows. Yeah, and so we couldn't say that before. Because no, we, we couldn't, couldn't talk say about that. Rob Lowe. And what happens is, uh, you know, anyway, in the movie business. Like on Mondays, you should start shooting at six in the morning, and hopefully, you know, you get done by seven p.m. Um, oftentimes, you go a little bit longer, and so the next day, because of union rules and regulations, you, you require to have a twelve-hour turnaround. 
you start shooting at 7 a.m. and you go till 8 p.m. Right. By the third day of the week, Wednesday, it's, you know. So in this case, Friday was actually our third day of the week. Yep. And so the things were creeping. Times were well, creeping. Well, it's like you just wind up going too late, and we were still we were trying to get out so we could, uh, in time to make those shows, but we realized it just was not possible no. because obviously we're in every. Well, I mean, as a matter of fact, that that those nights, or those time, those weekend, those days that we were supposed to go to Boston Fox, we ended up shooting at night. We were we doing did. night scenes, and and actually, and I we, was we finished like midnight. I was nights. glad we we had canceled because it would have really boned us if we yeah, we couldn't we couldn't have done it. So I mean, it's unfortunate. I know a lot of people have put up on Twitter and Facebook they're disappointed that we canceled and we apologize. But that's yeah. I think they're happier to see Super Troopers too. I think so, and we're going to come. And back we'll come anyway. back. We're going to come. So back we'll anyway. be back there. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. We'll be back. 2017. We'll be back there. All right. Let's we'll get figure to the, less out. Let's okay. get to the jokes, Queen. Okay. The good. The, the good. Exciting news is Super Troopers two. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. We finished. We had a wonder. We had an amazing time. Amazing time. The crew was fantastic. The cast was fantastic. Yeah. I've had a lot of like in the last two days. I don't know if you had like a lot of people reaching out like from the crew and saying, "Hey, thanks so much for a great experience." Mm-hmm. And uh, which is so nice because, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you know, things get tense or you're working a lot of hours and you're... Are you about un- to cry? you about to cry? Not even close. Okay. Not even close. You sure? Yeah. You're unsure whether people are upset or happy or whatever, but it seemed like as we came out of it, everyone had a great time making the movie. Are you drunk? No. Okay. Drunk. You seem sentimental. Okay, go on. I'm just saying that the crew and the cast, it is, it's like... Isn't it like going to school or summer camp or whatever it is, and then it, this, it ends and you're, everyone signs everyone's yearbooks yeah. and you hug each other? And yeah. And then there's a glow for a couple of things. Oh, that was the greatest time of my life. And then you move on. Yeah. That's where we are right now. We're in the glow. We are in the glow. We're in the afterglow. Yeah. I had wonderful exchanges with uh, the DP, Joe Collins. As did who I. Who did such an amazing job. Yeah. And uh, just all kinds of people, the wardrobe folks, and, you know, everybody was so great. Yeah, no. Crew. It is. You become a family. Uh, a, yeah. a traveling circus, if you will. Yeah. And uh, you're all in the shit together. Yeah. And then the cast folks. And some guy, we're going to try to get some more of those uh, people that were in the cast to come on to the podcast over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you'll hear much more about Super Troopers 2, Ed. No, no man. That's all we're going to do. For the next eight months. We're going to stroke ourselves and talk about Super Troopers 2. Um, but I, I think that was one thing. Another thing that people have asked is, so what? What does it mean now? The movies in the can, what does that mean? Yeah. And I wanted to take some time to explain the next let's steps. Can I do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's be earnest about it, too. Okay. Because uh, I've used up all my humor over the last, <laughs> over the last five, six weeks. You, you shot your love. All my jokes are gone. That's I, it. I put it all on the screen. Dude. Yeah, I can't even really laugh anymore. And, and boy, did you. Thank you. And Thank boy, you. did you. I don't bump. I, no, I will say, but I mean... I, are you like going su- to suck my dick right now? Yeah, because I want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Do you want me to suck your dick, Kev? <laughs> Do you want me to? No, no, but I will suck your dick equally as hard as you suck my Well, dick. it's just, you know, it's nice because it's funny. Like, <laughs> you and I have, a, I, I won't talk about the specifics of the scene, but you and I have a scene together. We're gonna, we are going to talk about that scene. We are going to talk about it, but yeah. I, I want to talk about the, the beginning portion of that scene. Okay. When we're in the police car. Yeah. And literally, it's a monologue. Yeah, it's a far of a monologue. You. It's a far of a monologue. Yeah. yeah. And it's wonderful nonsense. It is ridiculous. You know, and Jay came up after me and, like, you know, like brought me in close. I was like, dude, good job. Yeah. It's not easy to act in a scene with that fucking joke machine because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just listening. He's like, I've done it before. Right. And uh, he's like, you did a good job. He's like, we got funny stuff out of you reacting to what he's doing. I'm like, I, you, don't have to, you don't have to fucking come here and hold my hands. Right. This. I, <coughs> but that's just the way it was written. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm no dummy. I'm no dummy, sure. dude. Like, like I, I know I had a hand in um, the direction that that scene and writing that scene. Well, that's what I mean. Is like I like like I don't want to take credit or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But like I know I had a, a a big hand in putting you and me into that police that's car. Right. Yeah. It could have been somebody else in that car. Should have. Could have been. But I chose the money. <laughs> I chose the fucking money. Sure. Um, but sure. I, I found uh, Farva in this to be like. I don't think you have one sincere line of dialogue in this whole movie. It's just joke, 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 joke. I was joke, trying joke, to figure joke, out joke. if there was a point where there was anything sincere. I don't know if there was. Because in the first one, we had many sincere moments. Yeah. I'm trying to think if, if I even had one sincere line. I don't think time. you have one. But it is kind of weird because you're, you're acting that character, and, but you're, it's not acting. That's not acting. Like, acting is listening, right? Acting sure. is listening and reacting, right? Yeah. But uh, this guy is just a fucking one-liner, just a one-liner machine. Well, that's the beauty of the, the Farva character. He is one of those people that doesn't listen. Yeah. So I don't have to act. I just have to no. fucking talk. It's kind of like... Kind of like, like my real life. 
there are times like in auditions when I'm tense. Yeah. I like it when I see the sides require me to be uncomfortable or tense. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'll right. just use my the energy. My natural gonna, yeah. discomfort. Too, right? And I would think that's one of the nice things about playing Farva is like you don't have to listen to what anybody's saying. No. You just fucking talk. And none of this have to make sense. You don't even have to hit your cue. And boy, <laughs> did you not hit your cues. No, you hit all your cues. But boy, were you not listening and not making sense. I know it. I know it. Here's one thing I'll, I'll tell the audience. Yeah. Farva, you know, like my, my fear going in, you know, like as we watch the drafts, and I've, I've said this, I'm like, holy shit, Farva's gone bananas. Yeah. It actually occurred to me that, like, this is just Farva, like, that's the natural progression of this character. And in Super Troopers 3, oh, God. which we'll get to, happen? he should just be fucking out to lunch. Maybe if he comes around full circle and is like a born again or something. Holy shit, let's do it. <laughs> let's do Farva's born again. He starts as a born again and then yeah. gradually. Maybe he's just wrestling. Unravels. Let's give him some conflict. Finds religion. Farva finds. Let's God. give Farva like a real crying scene. Right. Not and that bullshit one at the end of Super Troopers. And like a real romance. Yeah. Oh yeah. With his sister. With his sister Jasmine. Gross. All right, go. Um, but I, I want to talk about that scene. But first, let's let's just tell, tell, okay. So here's what happens now, right? Yeah. We we wrapped. We've left Boston. Uh, the, we left the editor behind. Yeah. Right. So what happened is that now the editor has all the footage. Okay. So now the editor puts together his cut. He gets like whatever six to ten weeks to do his yeah. own cut. Yeah. So that's where we are right now. So he's putting together his edit. Then when that's done, he'll show us what he did. And then we'll work for another eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Uh, recutting, making other suggestions, collaborating with the editor, blah, blah, blah. Then we'll fine-tune the thing. So, like, by the end of the year, we'll have a cut. And then we'll do sound. And then sound is a whole other animal. Like, sound is... Because essentially what happens is when you make a movie, you record the sound and the picture separately, and then you marry them together, right? That's what they have the, uh, you know, you, you watch something that has a countdown, 10, 9, 8, and then it has a 2, and it beeps. Yeah. Beep. That, that's what they do. They line the sound up to the picture right there, and then it all goes. It's a marriage without divorce. <coughs> Correct. You hope. Um, and so what we'll do is uh, you have to wait till the picture's locked because you can't work on the sound the picture you can't finish the sound until the picture is locked yeah because if you change the picture you got to change the sound right? right okay so then we do I don't know four to six weeks of sound uh, they do editing and they mix it together and then the movie should be done uh, early next year early yeah. 2017 and then we're at the whimsy of uh, Fox when they put it in the movie theater yeah so when people keep sending us uh, asking us what you know what I, I thought you shot the movie what the fuck is going on that's what's going on Right, we've got about three, four months of of uh, post production to do now. Yeah, so don't worry, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's shot. Listen, we it got is pictures. In a, I mean, look, we, you and I recorded our first stand up comedy special, Fat Man, Little Boy. It came yeah. out on on uh, Netflix many years ago, and in that, we are in the opening uh, in our opening monologue dialogue, we are saying we're shooting Super Troopers two next year, and you know it was like three years ago. Yeah. Um, I think we probably did it again in our new special, Below the Belt, which yeah. is coming out this year. Yeah, hopefully on we Comedy hope Central. We hope on uh, yeah. Comedy Central. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that time is finally done. I, like, I can't believe we finished it. Yeah, no, I was. I, I, I think it only, only hit me when I got home. Was that, you know, it didn't really hit me there. It hit me when I got home. It's like, holy shit. It's in the can. That fuck thing's in the can. That's behind us. That's in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah, which it, is a great thing. It's a great thing. It's a great on, on a selfish level. It's a great feeling for yeah. us as, as people to know that we've we've shot that thing. Also, you know, I will say this: there's some phenomenal moments in this movie. Great, and, um, and let's hope they translate. Let's hope they translate. <laughs> there's a ton of funny shit. I mean, the script was dense. We brought in all those other actors who brought in so much more than we oh, thought. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, was going to happen. I mean, they added so much. Like Rob Lowe added so much oh, to yeah. his character, which is yeah. some of my favorite shit. And the Mountie, Tyler Labine, Hayes MacArthur, yeah, Sasso. Sasso. I mean, were so great. Yeah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Shrieky was great. Shrieky was perfect casting. Like the first day we worked with, her, I was like, "This is the character. This is the character right here." Which Even Coxie was Coxie. Who just brought you know, he was just great. Dude, Coxie, we need to talk about Coxie. Yeah. Uh, over, either if we have time, this podcast. Brian Cox, Captain O'Hagan. Oh my God. We should get him on the podcast sometime. I'm afraid to, I'd be afraid to ask him though. You know what? He and I like uh, towards the end of the shoot really started to to bond. Yeah. And uh, you know, just a lot of time standing around. Sure. And we had some good. You know, we had we had conversations about ballet. 
Really? Yeah, because my sister was in the New York City Ballet. Right. Which and, is a big deal. And he was in the New York City Ballet? No, but he was talking about ballet, and I was like, oh, my sister danced in the New York City Ballet uh, when I was a kid. She danced in it with Barishnikov, and he was like, Christine Lemmy? Is your sister, she wasn't the fourth, uh, the, the, the Mouse King's army? Uh, yeah, it was her. I remember her. No, but he was, he, was, he was like, your sister was a member of the New York City Ballet? And I was like, she was. He's like, so she is a real ballerina? Is that a real thing? A real, trident, a real certified ballerina? I was like, it's true. Yeah. And he said, have you ever seen any productions of it? And I was like, I, I saw her in The Nutcracker. I, I watched Mikhail Baryshnikov perform. I saw Peter Martins perform. Uh, Suzanne Farrell, Cynthia McBride perform. And, and he's, those are some of the all-time... I don't know who any of those people are. Those are some of the all-time great ballerinos and ballerinas. Anyway, whatever. He and I had... Uh, we talked about life. We talked about love. We talked about um, actors who he had... Hated. We, we talked about actors who had gotten too, too full of themselves. Do you think he'll come on a podcast? He's never he's never out here in LA anyway. No, but I th- I also think you know it was a different thing for Coxie was that his kids came to the set. Yes, and they were psyched. They were psyched. That was fun. They had they were, a good time. Uh, he has some younger kids from a second marriage, yeah. and uh, they were kind of teenage type kids. And uh, what a they they were so excited when they came. Yeah. God, see, we can't talk about the scene we were shooting too. No, no, we can't. It was such a great scene that, that was one of his favorite moments, and. Uh, his kids were so happy. I'll say this. And he was happy that his kids were happy. He was happy that his kids were happy, and I thought he was in exceptional spirits that night. Yeah, great. Um, and great. Uh, it's it's a scene, we, I won't tell you what it is, but it's a scene really like 20 plus years in the making. It's something we have always wanted to do and never knew uh, you're, how you're we could possibly... teasing it too hard now because you can't... That's about. all right. Sometimes you can tease things. Uh, but that was the funny thing about Coxie was that, um, and he openly admitted it, you know, he's in his 70s now. And uh, he's like, I don't like working at night. I don't like doing it. And movies, they're hard, you know, at times, uh, the hours, because let's say you're doing night scenes, which we had a lot with him. Uh, you know, you, you turn into the vampire hours, you know what I mean? You yeah. just stay up all night long. And he, and he didn't like that. And it doesn't, didn't sit well with him that uh, to, to work like that in those hours. And so he was such a good sport about it. But there were times where you could tell it was wearing on him. Well, this was also, you know, and not to pin all of this on Rob Lowe, but this was one of those ones that was a little funky because a lot of times when you shoot nights, yeah. you shoot all your day stuff first, you know, over the first few weeks, and then it's like you have two weeks of nights. Right, you move into nights. And you yeah. just you adjust into it, and then you're all on that same schedule, and it's just like it's okay. But in this case, we had a few nighttime scenes to shoot with Rob Lowe, and so I think it was like the second weekend... We went right to nights and then came right back out of it, went into days. Yeah. Each week was like that. The weekends got fucked up because as opposed to over the course of the movie, moving into nights, every week you would move into nights. So yeah. you start at the beginning of the weekend of the days and then by the end you'd be in nights. Yeah, and that jarred everybody. Yeah. Not just the elderly. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Oh, your life is so hard. Movie making so hard. Uh, but I, I, did get, I got sick when I got back. Yeah. Like when I got back, immediately I got sick. And that tends to be par for the course. Did you get sick? I did not. You can still hear it in my voice, I feel like. Yeah, you, you got sick. You yeah. were getting sick, and a lot of people got sick right at the end. I guess on the last day. Yeah. And then my flight home was sickness. Was illness. No, I was, I was very careful this time. I took uh, energy, the vitamin C stuff, every yeah. day. And took multivitamins every day. No, I day. felt good that I didn't get sick during the course of the shoot, but just that last day. Just yeah. the last day. Fever on the plane on the way home. Yeah. And then I came home, I slept for 12 hours straight. Yeah. What, did, what was the first thing you did when you finally got home? Uh, let's see. I got home. We just chilled out. I did go to bed early, but uh, like our that first night, the two and a half year old woke up at like probably like four or five in the morning. And you gladly took care of him. And I tried to do the tough love thing I always do, which is just to let him work it out himself and then fall back asleep. Yeah. And like it kept it kept making noise, and then it turned out he had like. A fucking huge shit in his diaper. Okay. And so not only did I have to clean him, but then I also gave him a tub. Okay. Because it was up his back. Welcome home, Dad. Welcome home. First Welcome home, Dad. I cleaned up shit when I got home. Yeah, I cleaned up a baby shit. Massive baby. And that was, you know, that that fucked me up right in the middle of the night. Right. um, And then the second day back, I got an invitation to a birthday party. Okay. The kind you don't want to miss. Sure. Okay. Our old pal Russell Simmons. Right. Okay. And so that was, you know, till two in the morning. Oh yeah, out with the wife though. Out with the wife, you know, it was our first, you know, our first date, you know, in a while. Right. 
in a month and a half, and so like she was psyched to go, and you know we had a, a, a wonderful time. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah, how? Uh, well, the Chew Crew can't see us right now. Yeah, but we are both now mustacheless. Yeah, I think you look fucking weird. <sighs> so do you. How long did it go? Well, okay, like for example, remember you were you sent an email out saying, "Hey, if we have to do reshoots, yeah, you know, how long did it wait? Can we shave the mustache?" And then Chandrasekhar sent a picture of himself. Yeah. He had already shaved the mustache. Yeah. And I looked at that picture. I was like, God, it looks fucking weird. I, th- I was like, oh, he looks weird, he ugly. Looks like, and he, he looks like fat. a cartoon character to me. I just thought he looked hideous. He, like he looked like an animal. <laughs> and it was all because I could see his lip. Yeah. And so then I, you know, how long before you actually shaved? When did it happen? I did it the first night. I did mine the next morning. Okay. Uh, and I, it was a little nostalgic. It was a little sad. That mustache had been there for a long time, and it actually had become good. It become a good mustache, which is an unusual thing for me to say. Yeah, well, full anyway, full. Right. Well, good. It was a good. Well, mustache. full didn't you know? I mean, not good. A little looking, gray. Not a little good gray. Looking, a little bit. A little gray on my part. A little part. bit. <laughs> uh, but thick. Yeah, thick, big, and bigger softer. Than, bigger than young Farva. I mean, maybe that's the key to Farva's insanity: is the more hair, the crazier he gets. Mm-hmm. But. Um, no, I, I actually, like, I had um, grown to love my mustache by the end. Like, I really liked it. Yeah. It, you know, what I realized then, I was like, I, I used to be like, oh, I need six weeks to grow an acceptable mustache for the, for the film. Right. Which is true, but I was like, but by 12 weeks, it's a really full mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, mine, my, I felt mine was pretty full. It was, it was actually sad. It was like... For one second, I was like, "Should I keep this mustache? Should I be be a mustache guy?" Oh, really? You you decided that like? Y- well, it's just like you work so hard to grow it. I mean, I I you know I started in July growing that fucking mustache. Queen, if you think you look better with the mustache, like I don't, I don't forget about like people's perception of you. If you think you look good, do it, bro. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like it's like growing something like a tree and then chopping it down. You know what I mean? Sure. Like there's like a, a sure. Well spoken, Kev. Thank you, bro. Well spoken. But I mean that was. That was, you know, for a second, and then I shaved it, and then, and then my kids said they had the same reaction that you did. They were like, "You look so fucking weird." Yeah, we all do. I look weird too. I'm like Jesus. Like I look fucking terrible. Yeah, you know, I'm sure I look terrible to you. As as hard as I have a hard time believing that I look terrible to anyone, I bet I look terrible <laughs> to you. Oh well, you know, I think you look See, fine. I but, don't. Uh, do I. I don't. No, you do look I. fine. I'll get used to it again. I don't do I. It's. It was weird to shave the mustache. Um, someday we'll have to grow it back. Yeah, but you're going to grow it back to promote the movie, right? Didn't you say that, or did Jay say that? Uh, Jay probably said that. Okay. Somebody told me they were going to grow it back uh, for when we go on the promotional tour. I'd consider it. I'd consider yeah. it, but it also depends. You know, it's like it depends on what the promotional tour is. Like, there's the you know there's the free screenings tour. Right. Um, you don't want to have a mustache for that. I don't really give a shit. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, if we're doing something like, you know, partying afterwards with all the people, like, you know, we did on the original tour, I'd consider a mustache. Okay. Just to get into the swing of things. Sure. But, uh, you know, we'll you see. you wearing we'll, that uniform around all over the place? All I will not do that. Um, another great uh, element to this uh, shoot were all the Indiegogo backers that came. Yeah. Visited. Yeah. You know, that was fun. I mean... Uh, you know, uh, we have to give credit to those folks in general who who really jump started the the shooting of this movie. They I couldn't. I couldn't all the thank Indiegogo them enough. People. Yeah, I couldn't thank them enough. And um, and then uh, you know, some of them had 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 gotten the perks of of either coming to the set as an extra or just as a visitor or a producer for the day or a director for the day. Yeah. And um, uh, it was great to have them there because they. Were so enthusiastic about the movie, yeah. You know, they were so they were such great fans, and they were so energized. And it's like, you know, when you shoot those movies, uh, you know, we've done it a couple times, and you get used to it, and the allure of it sometimes maybe wears off. But these people were just so excited to be there and see the for the first time. They were. It's like it's funny because it's like I felt bad because like um, one group of people came on a day that was crucial. To sort of revealing the plot mm-hmm. of the movie, or, or like, or like for instance, like the last weekend, we were shooting the scene where we figure out what the crime is. Yeah, and you know, I like I, I, I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but I'm like, I feel bad for you guys. Like you're you're seeing us figure, out, like you know now what 
the crime we discover is. Sure. And you're seeing us solve it in our heads. Like, it's a major... But that's okay. I mean, that's... No, it's totally yeah. fine. And they're You're like, a part of it, then. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's, it's, 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 uh, it's only that, like, minute feeling of guilt. Yeah. I thought... I, I loved having those people on set more than I thought I would. Yeah. You know, because it's like you're looking at people in the eye who really did start this ball rolling. Yeah. And we're talking about hundreds of people. I mean, there were hundreds of people that came and visited. Hundreds of people. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. At least two hundred people. Yeah, and I and I, you know, I feel bad in the sense that uh, sometimes it was kind of like a cocktail party in the sense that you don't really get a chance to talk to people that much. Yeah, I mean, number one, we were working. Yeah, and number two is uh, usually on those days where those people uh, uh, were visiting, they were big days, big scenes. So you had a lot of characters. Yeah, there was a lot to do. Uh, inevitably, there were. Uh, other people there, like VIP, like investors and yeah. other people like that, and there were families and friends, and, blah, 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 blah. and so it wasn't like you couldn't spend you know twenty four hours with those people. But well, then, and the most important thing is, as you talked about, is the fact that we're working. Yeah, and we are shooting the movie, which which requires the most focus. Yeah, which I think they appreciated. Yeah, I mean it's um. It's I think everyone had a good time, and um, you know, particularly there are also some true crew that were in those, a lot of Chukru, which the, was great. Yeah, Exciting. which was great. Like it was great that that a lot of those Indiegogo backers were Chukru, which yeah. is fun. No, I loved it, and um, it's uh, it's funny because it's always like I give them a little more love than everybody else. It's the Chukru, it's the fucking Chukru, fucking Chukru. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, you're looking people in the eye who who actually helped you out, and you know, for whatever reason, I mean, it was just like it was impossible to get somebody to take the first uh, dip into the pool. Yeah, and uh, it turned out to be the crowd funders who. Again, really it's, not even, it's not even about the money. It's, Jump-started it. It's the, it's it's the momentum. Presence. It's, yeah. a, it's the studio and other investors. It was, they like, got the momentum rolling. Yeah, you know, people just, just knowing that fans are out there. It's fun also because I, I feel like some of those scenes that they came and shot um, were, again, those Rob Lowe scenes, and some of them were those overnight, late-night scenes. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about the scene we shot in the mall. I'm thinking about the scene we shot in the town hall meeting, which, you know, I'm not giving anything away, but... yeah. Those were both very long nights, yeah, and and that ended you know four or five o'clock in the morning. Well, like the town hall thing, I, we're not giving anything away. Is actually early on in the movie. It's where we meet a number of our characters. We're, yeah, like we're introduced to Emmanuel's character. We're introduced to uh, Rob's character. Yeah, and the Mounties. And we're introduced to the Mounties. Yeah. and so um, it's uh, I I felt I felt fucking terrible because um, you know the room was hot. Like here's the thing, and I, I tell everybody this. I'm like, okay, so here's the way it's going to go. Right. You're going to go in there. You're going to be an extra. The room is going to seem really nice uh, for the first 15 minutes. It's right. cool. There's air conditioning in there. It's fun really Fun people great. doing fun things. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. In about an hour, it's going to be really hot. Yeah. Because there's hot lights in there. There's yeah. bodies. There's, you know, just like. You have like to turn the air conditioning off when you're shooting. For the sound, the yeah. air conditioning goes off. And I was like, it's going to be really hot. I told them, that was the first day that we had crowd, crowd funders there. Yep. And, um, and so... What I didn't even realize that there's 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 a second level up there. There's a balcony in that room, and they in put that town hall meeting there. room, right? They put people up in the balcony. And I went up there to say hi to the people up there. Yeah. At, at probably like three in the morning. Yeah. And it was fucking hot, stifling, like twenty degrees hotter up there. Yeah. And those people, by virtue of being upstairs, they were not allowed to come down. Yeah. They were dying. Oh my god! Like we were, we had people in an oven up there. Welcome to the fucking magic of movie. Yeah, making. there you go. See, huh? Um, huh? But um, no, it was great. We had, I mean, we had all kinds of characters. I, I, I made a, a special um, effort to spend more time with them. Yeah. Um, to go out there and, and make them feel welcome because I really like felt a connection to those people. Yeah. And I'm not just bullshitting. No, I know. I mean, you, you're just sitting down and eating, you know, dinner with them. Yeah. You know, you got the sense that these were true fans and that yeah. uh, they gave a shit and that they were excited. They were yeah. as excited as we were. They were making the movie. Oh, no, I can't remember if I told this story, but like the first day yeah. that we were shooting that, the scene we're talking about at the town hall, mm-hmm. like uh, I went out there, I was talking to all these people, like everything was great. I was in the middle of a story and Ivan, our crowdfunding guru, yeah. uh, came in. He's like, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Rob Lowe has uh, just a couple minutes to take pictures and the fu- they bum rushed <laughs> him. I was like, I'm in the middle of a fucking story here. It was pretty hilarious. Well, that's funny because uh, that same day, I was taking a picture. Jay and I were taking a picture, a picture with Rob Lowe. Yeah. And uh, 
and over on the side, we heard this burst of laughter, this crowd laughter, like, you know, 40 people laughing out loud. And we yeah. were like, what the fuck is so funny? And we looked over there, and you were standing in the middle of the 40 people telling yeah. some fucking joke. Yeah. Telling some story. And they were loving it. Well, like, I was telling a good story, and just as Ivan came, like, he said, he said, can I interrupt? And I was like, I'm in the middle of a fucking story. I threw an F-bomb out there, and that got the huge laugh that okay. you're talking about. Okay. And then, and then he announced Rob Lowe, and then... And then you became second banana. And, but then I made a joke about it and got another <laughs> laugh, and then they went and did it. Yeah. And I think I got in on that photo anyway. Like, yeah. I, I left my own story. <laughs> right. And then I came back, and when they came back, I was like, oh, here you are. Okay, so now you're back. Yeah. Which... which uh, Got a good laugh. Yeah. That was the, um, I mean, the only, the, the strange thing about it, if I may be honest, was that, like, by virtue of the fact that it's like you're coming out to meet all these people and they're there to meet you. Yeah. You wind up saying hi to everybody and then everyone just sort of looks at you to wait for you to say something. And so you, you almost wind up monologuing for a while and just, like, telling stories. Sure. And, like, sure. And then people, they, they, you they don't break know. break the ice and then, yeah. Yeah. But nobody wants to, like, be the person who's like, I'm going to take it upon myself to speak for the crowd, or like, you know, sure. it's like they don't know each other. Yeah, it's a it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Only in that, like, then they're all looking to to you. Yeah, it's your your job too. It's know. your job, yeah. So, which is fine, but because eventually they would just start asking questions. Yeah, and you just answer questions. Yeah, no, I, I I had a super fun, but time. it was great. It was so great. And again, we just thank all those people who helped us get the movie made, yeah. and, and thank you for coming to visit the set. And what yeah, and actually, time. one of one of those crowdfunders who came to the mall, by the way, told me he's he's. Lives in Calgary. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be there." He's like, "Get the fuck out! You're you're coming back to Calgary." Get the fuck out of here, eh? Hey, no, you don't say, huh? Yeah, no kidding. No. But he's gonna come. He's gonna come to oh, our good. show. Okay, great. Yeah, in Calgary. Great. We'll see him there. Um, the uh, the other thing I was thinking was that uh, you know, the last time we talked to the True Crew was Emmanuel Shrieky. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we had a whole nother, you know, a whole nother week of shooting. Yeah. And I was trying to think of some of the funny scenes that oh, we shot. We had a very special day there, didn't we? And uh, I realized that that final Friday was the day that you and I shot our special scene. Together. We shot our special scene. And um, I don't. We can't. I guess you know we don't have to give a whole lot away, but we talked about it a little bit in the fact that uh, it was the Farva Mac kiss scene that we kissed. But we yeah. didn't just kiss. Yeah, we fucking kissed. Yeah. We fucking kiss. We fucking kiss. And you know, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect on that day. And you know, honestly, I did. <laughs> it turns into one of those things where uh, uh, it, it was. Uh, we were shooting outside that day. It was mostly just me and you. Uh, the forecast was for rain and a lot of rain. Yeah. And we knew it was going to hit. Yeah. Romantic. We knew like your first uh, kissing scene. That's Puddle, right. cut, cut out of Paul Cruz. <laughs> Um, do we have we ever told us right before? I don't know if we have. I think we have, but you're, the first time you kissed, I think we have. The first I think we told it last week. We didn't tell that. Did we tell it last week? We were talking. I don't know. I'll do remember. the quick version. The first time you did a screen kiss in a Brooke Lizard movie, it was in Puddle Cruiser, and uh, it was the first kiss that you had with your character, uh, your love interest Suzanne McKenna, played by uh, the lovely Karen Butler. Yeah. And uh, who's everywhere now? On I see her in every commercial, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so you have your first kiss with her, with K. Ren, and you enjoyed it too much. Yeah, you enjoyed it too much, a, a lot too much, to the point where it was in the context of the movie. It was supposed to be the first time this character had kissed, and it and it didn't feel that way because you were having such a good time with it. Well, because um, you know, obviously we were young, and yeah. dumb, yeah, and and full, full of gum, of gum. Yeah. and uh, we were. That was my first. Makeout scene. I thought she was incredibly beautiful, and so you know. And it was uh, it was pouring rain that night, and so it had that kind of like, you know, the Notebook or one of those kind of movies where you know. Yeah, I was Gosling. Yeah, and uh, she was McAdams, and that's what we were waiting for to happen uh, when we shot our scene because it was going to rain. Well, here, here's the backstory I'll talk about <laughs> on that was that like I knew that um, we had heard uh, a few days earlier. That we were going to shoot a different scene, like uh, who? Uh, Karen and I. Oh, on that movie. Okay. Heard, like, it I thought about me and you. No, no, we're okay. gonna get to us. But like, we we uh, a few days before it was raining, and one of the cover sets was gonna be a love scene. Yeah. One of the love scenes I had with Karen. Now, a cover okay. set is an interior set that you have stashed just in case it rains on an exterior right. day, and then 
you take cover yeah. by shooting one of these interior scenes so you don't lose any days and lose any money. And so we were told one day, oh, we're shooting this, like a heavy love scene, a bed love scene uh, later today. Right. So get ready for it. Right. And so Karen and I, who had never kissed before, um, said, let's, we should practice this. And she said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a shower. Right. Why don't you go to my room? Mm-hmm. And get in bed and just wait there for me. Right. And like I was like, okay. And she literally came in. I was in her bed and she, you know, dropped her clothes mm-hmm. and got in bed with me mm. and started making out with me. Oh, the life of an actress. <laughs> and I was so freaked out by it. Then she pulled away and she looked at me. And I think I said, like, that was nice. And she was like, no, asshole, your first line, go. <laughs> rehearsal. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And, uh, but so anyway, so we had... So yeah, now we're a few, we, and we wound up not shooting that scene. We wound up right. staying with the exterior. So we still hadn't done an on-camera kiss. And right. So yeah. So so you'd already had that context though, and yeah. So now it was raining, but we decided to do it anyway because we thought the rain, you know, would 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 add the to scene. the romance. And so she and I we rehearsed a couple of times, and by the time we started shooting, like my tongue was like halfway down her throat. Sure, sure. You might as well just have had sex on the stairs. We might as well have because that's. And I think we ended up cutting that scene, right? Did we cut that scene? We did cut that scene. Yeah. Because it was out of context. That was also, you know, that was also a scene where, like, David, our sound guy, didn't know uh, to turn off the mics, you know, your personal mics. Oh, okay, yeah. And well, I so, think he knew. But, yeah. but he was listening to, like, our conversation at the bottom of the steps yeah. between takes. Right. Whatever was happening in that conversation. Yeah, well, who knows? Who knows, Kev? Um, okay, so in our scene, in our thing that we shot you back in Farva, we knew it was going to rain. Uh, we, the amazing thing now is, you know, as opposed to back then... You have all these fucking apps that tell you the exact second it's going to start to rain and yeah. the exact second it's going to stop raining. Yeah, you know? like they all the production has this information. You look on your cell phone. You're looking at the meteorology the storm, storm cloud, right? So they're like, okay, this rain is going to hit and blah 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 blah. So when we started doing our scene, there was this pace that had come in. Yeah, where we were just flying. We were trying to get it done before the real rain hit. Yeah, and uh, I felt that that affected the situation because. Uh, any concerns or uh, hesitations or anything like that that we might have had were thrown out the window by the speed at which we were trying to get this thing done. Sure. And uh, so I think that I didn't think about so much about the kiss as I would have on a sunny day. No. In fact, if I remember correctly, you didn't expect the kiss when it first The happened. first time it hit, I was like, whoa, okay. Because <laughs> I thought it was like a... By the way, Kev, that's the way it is for everybody. I know, for all the, all the people that yeah. you kiss. Yeah. Uh, well, because I thought, also I thought, you know, we had structured the shots so that, you know, there's a point where you're up and then you're down and then the cameras were lined up in such a way that me lying on the ground, the cameras weren't going to hit us. Yeah. And I thought you were above the camera, you were delivering your line, and then just leaning out of frame. Yeah. But no, there was another camera, there was a second camera lined up on the ground. That you couldn't see. That I f- didn't realize. Yeah. And so we actually were going from the lines all the way through to the kiss. Yeah. And so I wasn't even, I, I didn't even give a second to get prepared, you know, it just happened. Well, also because if I remember correctly, that first one I came in hard. You did come in hard. And, and, and part, of the, part of the thing was, in, in the negative way. Yeah. But maybe in the positive way, it was that, like, when it's raining and suddenly you're like, I mean, the air was wet with moisture. Yeah. And the sky was dark. Yeah. And they had already built a canopy for us, above us. Yeah. For when that light drizzle started, we were still going to keep rolling. We, right. Like, we knew that we had a window, too, where we're gonna, we were going to be shooting in a light rain. Yeah. So canopies were built to, to accommodate that. Yeah. But I still had the sense of, like, rush, 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 rush. Yeah. And so, like, there was, on the first take... There was a little speeding through the dialogue, and then I just came down. I came down so hard, like, I'm pretty sure we, like, gnashed teeth. We may have. And I, it was a little bit shocking because here's, here's the thing that I maybe didn't appreciate. And I thought about after the fact. Was how was much it, you were going to enjoy it? No. <laughs> it was. <laughs> how uh, good it was going to be? It was, I realized. What a good kisser I am? I realized. How handsome I was with That I've mustache. never in my life kissed someone with a mustache. <laughs> I never in my life have kissed them with a mustache. <laughs> Me either. And Except so, your mother. Yeah. And so when, <laughs> so when that happened, I was like, oh. And I thought to myself, like, this is like kissing a broom. <laughs> it's like kissing a broom or like a hairbrush. Yeah, but like a janitor's broom. Yeah. And like a big like, wide one. Like you can feel the bristles hit your lip and then fold, and then you're making out. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And uh, that was what was going through my head was like, oh, this is weird. I've never kissed someone with a mustache. Before. Well, here, let me tell you what it was like from my perspective. <laughs> uh, similar. Yeah. Except that um, uh, it was like the janitor's broom had been used <laughs> to clean up a bunch of fruit punch. Gum. Because, like, <laughs> that first one down there, your mustache was so fucking wet. Yeah. It was disgusting. <laughs> what was it wet from, though? Makeup? Well, or from you chewing sweat? gum and I think, like, maybe drinking some beverages. Like, you didn't, and know. you not expect, you didn't properly groom. I, did, I was not ready for the first kiss, but I didn't think about it in my head because, you know, uh, uh, as you know, Farva is a gum chewing machine. Yeah. So I knew I'd just be chewing gum through the whole scene. So it's not like I had to worry about, you know, yeah. my breath or anything like that. No, I know. And actually, the gum was part of the comedy in the sense that the gum was kind of hanging out of my mouth. It's visible. Right. So you got a little flavor of that gum. <laughs> yeah, n- among other things. Because the other thing was like, it, what the result was, because you're chewing gum, was that your mouth was sopping wet. Yeah. And like your saliva was activated, and your mustache was soaking wet. And I remember like afterwards being like, oh my God, it's so fucking disgusting. Yeah. And I, told, I was like, dude, your mustache is so wet. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I asked you to dry your mustache, mm-hmm. but then immediately you said, no, don't. Because like... The disgust on my face was right. so real. I didn't even motivate you. That I just had to endure it. Between the gum and the wet and the fuck, whatever. And, and the actual you yeah. of it. Right. The farva of it. Right. Which is, you know. Which is half the battle right there. Sure. And now, the other element of it was, and, I, and, and we've joked about this in, in the past, but it, when you did it, when you do it, you don't appreciate it as much, were the amount of takes and angles. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, you know the scene. <clears throat> a scene becomes more complicated uh, given the blocking and the geography of it, right? Because you yeah. have to f- you have to have a camera everywhere you need it to cover. And this is a scene where uh, I'm on the ground, you're up, you're down. I'm up, I'm down, uh, and you have to cover from all those different angles. Yeah, and so that requires you doing multiple takes of it. Sure. Well, you have to cover my angle of it. Yeah. Your angle of it. Yeah. The- the wider up angle, the down angle, yeah, yeah. all of it, and the over things, your shoulder, up at you, yeah, everything. Sure, the master, which is like you know, is, this is Shandor Sekar's thing. Like Shandor Sekar will shoot several masters all the way through. Now, for the people not in the film industry, the master is basically used to establish your world and sometimes to get out of the scene. The big, the big wide shot, right? Shandor Sekar, no, no, it's not a bad thing, but like his technique is he'll shoot the masters all the way through. A bunch of times. Right. So how many times did we kiss? God, 20? Yeah. Do you think that's crazy? Uh, um, 15, maybe? I would say, yeah, more in the 15 world. Okay. But um, So by the time you got to 15, was it, was it old hat or was it still as disgusting? No, because what happened is like the scene evolved a little bit. So like when it got to your coverage, I know that uh, you wanted to make a meal out of your, like presenting your tongue a little bit better. <laughs> And so your tongue was a little closer to the edge of your mouth. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure our tongues touched on a couple of Probably. Times. Probably. Like our teeth certainly touched. Right. Which is fucking... Were you chewing gum? Uh, only between takes out of professional courtesy. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, did you, did you do any kind of maintenance on your mouth before it happened? Yeah. You did? Yeah. I dried my mustache. I combed my mustache. <laughs> I took breath mints. For me? Yeah, for you, Kev. Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know. I, I, drank my, I drank some water so that you'd get a nice moist kiss. Oh, God. Because you don't want a dry kiss. I would prefer that, actually. It's like chap lip or ch- <laughs> uh, chapstick going, so my, you know, my lips were soft. Sure, okay. You're telling me you didn't notice it? What, the, thing, the, the interesting thing is that, like, you know it's like um, when a, a girl loses her virginity. Okay. There's something she notices the most. A lot of times it's like, you know, it's... Oh, like the clock on the wall? Or? It's like, the, well, it could be the clock on the wall, but it's like right. the stubble or the strong hands okay. or the the beer on the breath. Okay, and a guy doesn't experience that either? Well, I think or? he does, but I think it's... it's um, I, I think everybody does. Right. I okay. have a funny story about that, but it's such a tangent that, that I can't even possibly okay. bear to do it. Save but it. like, Save yours was the mustache. Yeah. The thing you noticed the most out of the kiss was the mustache. It was, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the power of the mustache, like... It leaves the strongest impression on the person that is beneath you or in front of you or above you. Yeah. I mean, certainly yours left an impression on me. All right, exactly. Oh. But there were also other elements, too, because, I mean, we can't really give away what's happening in the scene, but there were, it was the way you were kissing me. Yeah. 
um, like kind of breathing into my mouth. <laughs> well, I think now you've given. Well, some... no, no, I haven't. I'm giving away. Okay. But like, and I was trying to not uh, breathe in as much as <laughs> <laughs> as I would, on, I would otherwise Go do. On. Yeah. So, but I know I, I appreciate they did mouth maintenance. I, I felt like my mouth maintenance was uh, lacking. No, no, no. I, I, it was, that was good. You had gum. You came. I with had gum. Fresh gum every take. Yeah. So it was more mustache maintenance. The sopping wet mustache yeah. was was not what I expected. Yeah. But there were also like other things going on, and I, like I was concerned with other elements of the shooting. There was one there. big piece of the of the that was bothering you. Yeah. And so uh, you know, I had other things in my mind. Um. The um. The other thing was due to the nature of the scene. Like I was supposed to come in kind of hard. Yeah. I uh, and on the on the take on one of the takes we banged so hard that uh, I got a fat lip. I had a bit of a fat lip. Oh, you did? Yeah. Huh. Like not a bad, not, not as bad as like if I had gotten punched. Right. But it was like I got my m- a swollen lip from making out so much with you. Really? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you with a with a woman? Yeah, probably. Yeah, all the time. What yeah, are you talking probably. about? I kiss women hard. Yeah. Fucking hard. Um, I kiss the way you type. Hard. Yeah, hard. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I, it was a fun day. It, I thought it was a fun day. You know it, Playboy. I mean, board. not just I the kiss, but I thought, you know, aside from um, the rain and the fear of the rain and the racing and the whatever, there, it was a good scene. Well, we a have fun a fun, scene. like leading up to it, We have you and I have a fun... We're out on the road together. We have a fun scene in the car, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, good scene. It's a pure Farva scene. Yeah. And then there was a really awesome stunt that we had. Yep. In that scene as well. Yep. And then, uh, and just some good fun dialogue, I thought. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is a fun scene. Fun scene to shoot for sure. Good scene. Um, something, you know, something else uh, uh, that uh, I just remembered as we're talking. Do you have more stuff you want to talk about? I have more topics I can okay. discuss. No, the only thing I, I think I was going to say was I, I thought about kind of I was trying to think about some of the other things that we shot that that week uh, since we talked about Emmanuel and we shot a great uh, a great fun scene with the Mounties and uh, I guess we can't talk about the shit but no we can't and then we shot um, we shot lizard nudity. We did shoot lizard nudity what, that week. What lizard nudity? I can't. I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say who who was nude. But. Um, uh, that final weekend, somebody was nude from Broken Lizard, and uh, I think the fans going to like it. Someone other than me? Yeah, other than you. Yeah. Oh, man. You were nude in the last week. Was I not nude the last week? Oh, no, I was the third week I was nude. Third There's week. a ton of male nudity in this movie. <laughs> I mean, like... I mean, not just the lizards, other people. There's a, uh, just a ton. I think every male is nude in this. Is Rob Lowe nude? Oh no, not right. I don't know. Is Brian Cox nude? I don't know. No, but um, Uncle Argyle. Are you talking about Uncle Argyle? Uh, what were you? You want to talk about the plane ride home? Oh my God! So okay, Chukru, check this one out. <laughs> so like, uh, we're flying back, and just so you know, we were not flying first class, but we were uh, sh- sitting in preferred seats. Sure, the kind you pay like an extra hundred, you know, twenty five bucks, you get more leg room. Right. That's it. Right. And uh, you know, on American Airlines, I'll throw I'll throw their name out there. We should, yes, we should. And um, Kevin was going. Ke- we were all on the same flight. Yeah, or just uh, Kevin and I, and Kevin's son, and my son, who had did a little part in the movie too. We had a great, a great role in the movie. Yeah, and, and I was flying. We were flying back together. We were all um, flying back together. And it was funny because it was like we were flying the literally we we wrapped at like three in the morning, and then we were flying at noon. Yeah, and so I, I got I got home, went to bed at five. Yeah. And you partied a little bit. Longer. I partied till like six, yeah, five thirty or six. Yeah. But but uh, you know, I was already daunted by the by the idea of traveling with your son, right? Because he and I have a special relationship, sure, sure. One that involves him just harassing me nonstop, yeah. trying to kick you in the nuts, trying to punch me and kick me in the balls right. all the time, right? And pull my pants down, right? Um, but uh, so, f- however, it, it's it, funny because when we got in the plane, we we went to the airport separately, and then we spotted you, yeah. And we were at the gate waiting to walk on, and and it was like, oh, there's Lemmy. And the first thing my son said to me was, does he have a belt on? <laughs> and I said, why do you care if he has a belt on? He said, because I'm going to pull his pants down if he doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. But I had uh, tight underwear on. Right. Like compression underwear, because I, I knew what to expect. Yeah. But um, so, like, you were in row seven, and I was in row nine. Right. 
And for whatever reason, I had priority seating, and you were in group group one. Right. So I went in first. Yeah. And there were people in your seats. There were people sitting in my seats. Yeah, and you were not on the plane yet. And I sat down in my seat. I was like, oh, this. An elderly couple. An elderly couple. I said, this is going to be good. Yeah. This one's going to be good. Yeah. And so then I saw you boarding the plane. I don't know if you could see me making eyes at you. I, I could, yeah. Like, I, I, like before you'd gotten, you hadn't got, not gotten around the bulkhead. So there was, yeah. you were in the, in the bulkhead row, the first right. row of right. coach. Mm-hmm. And I was making eyes at you, and I think you looked a little bewildered as to yeah. what I was up to. Right. And then you came around, and you saw the people, and the flight attendant. Multiple was, flight attendants. Were right there to yeah. explain to you. Right. What was happening. Right. Which is that these people um, were now in your seats. Right. And you were being bumped to the back of the plane. Right. Which they explained to me. I think I didn't get the whole story. I don't think they explained the truth to me. No, I got more of the story. You got more of the story than I did. But the way it was presented to me was I walk up there with my kid. There's someone in my seats that we paid extra money for. Technically, the movie paid extra money for it. I didn't buy the plane tickets. So that's, you know, that took the edge off a little bit. Yeah. And but this, I I was sick. As I said, I was already sick. I started a fever. I just wanted to get home. And so the flight attendant's like, oh, "I'm sorry, sir. Um, there's been a, some sort of mistake, and there are some elderly people who need handicap assistance and have." They she mentioned like a a, a dog, like a what do you call the dogs? The, oh, uh, a therapy dog. Yeah, like but what they, what's the technical term they use now for that? Like a uh, assistance dog or something. Okay, like yeah, that, whatever it was. They're in the need of a, a some sort of assistant dog or something like that. And they're uh, see, and I, and I said, "Whoa, whoa what, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "This is these are my seats here." You yeah, know? and she's like, "I'm gonna have to put you in the back." I was like, "Well, these are my seats, you know." And I, we, I actually paid extra to have those seats. And she said, "Well, can you?" And I said, "Well, can you? Are you gonna pay me back? Are you gonna give me the money back so for those voucher. seats? Because I we paid extra to get those particular seats. That's what the fucking airlines do now. Yeah, they make you buy a seat. Yeah, and we did." And if they're going to move you out of the seat, I, I, I'm all for helping people out. But, you know, you shouldn't charge me extra to yeah. be a helpful person. So I was like, look, you know, I'm not going to be a dick about it here. But I paid for the seats. So just give me a voucher or give me something. And it's like, well, I can't do that, sir. And, you know, it started turning this thing, you know. And, and now I look up and it was like one of those stories we told before, like the milkshake story. I look up and the whole I've stopped the progression of people getting on the plane. Yeah. Because I'm standing at that row. Yeah. Everyone is lined up behind me. The thing's not moving now for five minutes. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone who's already seated is looking directly at me. Oh, yeah. And they're recognizing You're me. at the front of coach. I have a mustache and a far of a haircut. Yeah. And they, I can see they know who I am. In fact, we had already been approached. Yeah. I had by been approached people, yeah. by people who'd recognized me. Yeah, so... Yeah. So now I'm on stage yeah. in this moment. And again, it's one of these things where it's like you get put in that situation and you can't be a dick because you or people actually know who you are. You yeah. Know? And so uh, I, I put up a bit, a bit of a stink. And, and in retrospect, I probably should put more of a stink. And she was like, we'll, ta- you know, we'll take care of your food. And I was like, I don't care about my food or whatever it is. And it's like I paid for the seats. I appreciate the fact that there are some elderly folks in there who probably need those seats maybe more than I do. But you should give me my fucking money back. Yeah. For the preferred seats. You should do that. That's common courtesy. Yeah. You should also guarantee it. Like, don't fucking hem and haw when I say, am I getting a voucher? So yeah. You should say, like, absolutely. Yeah. It should be, yes, sir. She, she was like, uh, I can't take, I can't uh, guarantee that. I, uh, that's, that will be up to American Airlines. And I was like, you're American Airlines. Yeah. You are American Airlines. Yeah. You are the employee who's telling me what I, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, you know, I, I thought I think it's bullshit, and I'm ne- I'm never going to see that money back. Well, because she's never coming back. <laughs> well, it should. And uh, I mean, if you write a if you write an email, I think so. But she was like, uh, she was like, uh, well, we'll have to arrange with the we can't arrange it with the local offices here. We'll have to arrange with the national office. You'll have to call them. And so this was all on me, right? Yeah. And so into the f- right before we took off from the flight, she comes back with a gate. Uh, person you know like a employee and he's standing there and he's like i understand that you had to you gave your receipts thank you very much uh you know you didn't give up the receipts; they were taken from i you. know they were taken from me and and that flight attendant made made you feel like a dick well because she made it feel like if i didn't do it then i wasn't helping out handicapped people yeah which was later on maybe not the case but like 
I, I never said I wouldn't help these people out. I just said you can't charge me money to help these people. Yeah, well, I paid. Right. I paid, I paid extra, extra money for to be that, that seat. seat. Like, specifically, I said, 7F, that's my seat, and I'm going to pay you $100 extra so I can sit there. Yeah. And if you're taking it away from me, you should give me the money. So, um, anyway, so this guy comes back, and he's like, can you just tell me what your seat number is, and I'll write them down. Uh, and and uh, just to put it in the records that you gave up your seat, and I told him the seat numbers, and he wrote the seat numbers on his hand, mm-hmm. like that was the first sign that I knew something was wrong there, yeah. right? He wrote in ink on his hand what your seat numbers were, yeah, dude, they gotta come back. <laughs> like a high school girl, like taking your taking a phone number, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So whatever. So we went and sat back there, and then the the woman came back the uh, st- uh, attendant flight attendant came back and thanked me for yeah. again and you didn't understand it but later on I found out that maybe it was all bullshit because well, what you found out well because what happened is like she then started chastising them a little bit yeah and just telling them she's like you know when you changed your seat you were told that there was no bulkhead seat available on this flight and yet you changed your seat to the flight anyway, and then showed up at the gate and demanded the bulkhead. Right. So those people just walked on the plane and took my they seat. They stole your seat, and they right. knew what they were doing. Right. And they felt justified in right. what they did. They were the villains. Right. If I had known that, I would have kicked them the fuck out of those seats. Yeah. Because at the end, I fought with the attendant for a while, and then she was like, she just cut it off. She's like, sir, I just need to know, are you willing to switch your seats or not willing to switch your seats? Yeah. And I was like, fine, fine, I'll do it. You know, and I probably should have been like, "Now, fuck, kick those old people out of my Get, fucking seat." I mean, but but it's like that's the thing. It's like, but she face- threw into like the dog assistant and the wheelchair access. She threw all that in there to try to make me feel like shit. By the way, it's bullshit that they like all seats should just be comfortable. Yeah, well, they should also not ch- make you fucking buy specific seats. Now it's fucking bullshit. Like it is you go bullshit. to sign, you can't even find a seat. You have to pay extra money to get any kind of seat. Now, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. So Whatever. that was fun. <laughs> Whatever. He's back. You know what? You know what? American Airlines, they better watch themselves because we'll get a Chew Crew boycott. If the Chew Crew boycotts American Airlines, that company will go under. It's They'll like, go under. All right. What else do we have to talk about? Are we That's done? That's it. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, uh, yeah, but Chew Crew, well, we also have information coming up soon on that Denver special. Um, yeah. Basically... We shot it a few years ago, and, and here's the issue, is we sold it to Comedy Central, but they didn't want to air it until they found out what was going to go on with Super Troopers 2. Yeah. And so now we've worked that all out. So now we're finally going to get that thing on the air, I think, in the next month. Yeah, yeah. But which we, is great, which is exciting. Yeah, next week, I think, I bet we have more. Uh, we'll have more info. We'll let you know. And yeah. you gotta, uh, you got to uh, set your fucking DVRs and then tell the world. Yeah, just set your fucking DVRs. Set your fucking DVR and then tell, tell them the how many fucks we had to bleep out of this special. Holy shit, I had to do it yesterday because they, they, that was the final step as they came back and said, oh, you, you guys have to uh, get this broadcast version ready. And um, it's a pretty dirty show, but they, uh, they're going to show it after like 10 o'clock at night. So the only thing you have to take out are fuck and cock. Okay. And so all of the swear is shit, ass, piss, dick. Everything fu- is fine. It's fucking cock. Those are the only ones. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, you know what another weird one was? It was fuck. There were there were, there were eighty five fucks. Okay. Two cocks. Okay. And and they made us bleep out poofters. Oh, really? Which I think is weird. Because it's a slur. I guess so. Um, Poofter, which is an Australian term for gay person, which is. What we use, we were telling a story that somebody used that, that word. we were called, yeah. Yeah, we were called that. But um, uh, uh, the funny thing is now the special is 50 minutes long, five zero minutes long. Yeah, which means it's... And there were 87 swear words I had to beep out. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that like <laughs> the actual special is probably like 90 minutes long. Sure, sure. The, the we cut it down. The whole, yeah, we cut it down for broadcast. Yeah. And, uh, and so in that time period, I had I, it took me hours yesterday just going through and... Bleeping out 87 swear words. And what was the distro on those fucks? Um, it was uh, basically 50 for you <laughs> and 35 for me. Okay. And then and the 50 cocks? 50 to 35. How'd the cocks go? The cocks were, t- were both mine. You dirty the both mine. The cocks were both mine. Okay. They were written cocks. Sure, sure. They were not uh, ad-lib. That's the funny thing is as I was going through it... Uh, a lot of my swears were written swears, mm-hmm. and a lot of yours were like, fucking, fucking, fucking this. Yeah, That's what you were. I'm from New York. And then a couple times it would be funny because 
the distinction, the thing with, they they give you the time code. Comedy Central send you the time code, yeah, and then give you the swear word that needs to be bleeped, yeah. And there were a couple of years which were like they give you the time code and then they do fuck and then it's times two. So basically, like fuck and fuck and this, or you know, there's a double fuck in the same sentence. Sure, sure. Which you did a couple of times. And then I think it's also funny in that the last word of my set was fuck. <laughs> it was. That was the funny thing was that like, and because it's sandwiched, like there are two fucks in that last sentence. Yeah. And it sandwiches the last word, which is the joke word. Yeah. So I'm not even sure if in the bleep version the joke is going to come across the right way because. It's blankety blank fuck blank word fuck. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and as you're like, okay, like, can the normal person listening to it get past the two pieces of bread and get to the meat of that sure. sandwich? Ah, who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? You'll figure out. We'll, right? we'll sell. We'll either stream. We'll probably stream the full uncensored version at some point. Yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, all that's been done, and and uh, hopefully in November you're gonna see it. All right. But we'll give you more info about that. In the meantime, come see us in Calgary and Madison and Portland and Philly and Arlington. Yeah, well, go, see us while we're still skinny. Yeah, go to HerefordandLemmy.com and get some ticks. Um, all right, that's it. We're done. Love you guys. Uh, what are you going to chew on the way out? Um, I am going to chew a chocolate chip cookie. Huh? I'm in the mood for something sweet. Huh? I'm going to go ice cream. Okay. Boy, I haven't, I haven't ice cream in a long time. Oh, come on, tonight's the night. Tonight's ice cream night. Tonight. Maybe I'll do it. The night. I'll do it. I feel better about it now because, you know, we went at the tail end of that shoot. It was raining and it was kind of chilly and raining. Yeah. You know, autumn was setting in in yeah. the East Coast. And now we're back here and it's like, you know, 85 Warm. degrees. Warm. Walking around flip-flops and yeah. shorts outside. Yeah. It's nice and it's just, the, it's just the top of it, Queen. It's going to be warmer tomorrow. I know, all weekend. So that's why I'm going to eat ice cream. Okay. All right. All right. Mm. Love you, Kev. Love you, Lemmy. Uh, glad I got to kiss you on screen. Oh, God. You're a good kisser. Thanks, bro. Um, kind of a dead fish, though. Yeah, well, that's part of the whole thing. <laughs> um, all right, Chew Crew. We'll talk to you next week. Super Troopers 2 is in the can. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 